In today's bonus episode, join us as real estate heavyweights have a chance to go some extra rounds into this week's topic. All right. Hey, everyone. I'm here with Rodney Guerin. Hi, Rodney. Hey, how are you? Good. Now, you're with KW out of Hickory, North Carolina, right? I sure am. And the reason I wanted to bring you on is to get your thoughts on should agents join a team or not? So um, I think that's a loaded question. And I think from our, our discussion via Facebook the other day that you kind of know that, it depends is I think the best answer. I know you guys like that yes or no on your podcast, but um, <laughs> uh, I think it depends because, you know, running this is a business and there's many agents out there that don't want to run a business. Mm-hmm. And if that is them, then they should join a team. But if they're looking to run a big business, then not joining a team may be best for them. So I think it depends on who they are and what they're wanting to accomplish. I like that criteria, though, like really getting into it. Like, do you want to run a business? Because I think a lot of agents get into it and they don't realize they are running a business. Do you find that, too? That's for sure. And I think we were there for a long time. You know, I came out of the retail world. I was a retail manager, um, ended up running a whole bunch of tractor supply stores for a while. And, you know, business was what I did and, and even moving in to help my wife in real estate and where we are today, I kind of wanted to get away from that, but now we're moving back that way. And I think it's the symptom is, you know, when an expense comes through and if you're a realtor and you say, oh my gosh, that's $2,000 and you can't even fathom spending $2,000 or whatever the number is, then you may want to join a team. Yeah. Cause that's, I think you're right. You hit the nail on the head. A lot of people don't one realize it's a business and two realize that with business comes expenses, whether you have income or not. That's right. Awesome. And, and the people that are running a business are going to overrun you if you're not running a business. So if you're just an independent realtor out there and you're just showing houses and doing your own little thing, you're going to get a few units and you're going to do okay possibly. But if you've got the other people that come in and are spending the money to to run a business, it's going to overrun those little guys like that. Right. So it really boils down to like, what do you really want to do? Is it just kind of like, not necessarily a hobby, but you want to, you know, keep it simple. You want to, don't want to have to think about what should my logo look like or what happens if I don't have any income, but I still have expenses or all that. It may be consider joining a a team. Yes, for sure. Exactly. Cool. Well, I appreciate you coming on. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me on. It's been a pleasure. Bye. Bye. Hello. I'm here with Linda Piazza. Hi, Linda. Hi. How are you, Jennifer? Great. And Linda's with EXP Realty. She serves Houston and Dallas and the Mm -hmm. metro area. So I wanted to bring you on and get your thoughts on how people should decide if they should join a team or not. Okay. I think it is very individual Mm -hmm. and I don't think it's a blanket. It's just not a blanket statement across the board for everybody. So when somebody is talking about joining a team or what the benefits are, or if they should or shouldn't, I think there's a lot of questions that you would be wise to ask around that. Okay. kind of where they're coming from. Why Why do they want to join a team or why are they thinking about joining a team? What benefits do they see 
from joining a team? Is it fear? Are they coming from fear and they don't think they can do it alone? Or is it they want the community of being on a team and kind of having that accountability for a job and stability? Or How would you coach somebody if they were scared and coming from fear? Because you're a coach too. Yes, I am. Yeah. Yeah, I am. How would you... I would ask a lot of questions around it because if it's fear-based and it's not because it fits them, mm-hmm. then I need to work around what is that fear about? Mm. Is it fear because you lack confidence? Okay. Is it fear because you're new to an area and you don't know anybody? Mm-hmm. Is it fear because somebody's telling you you can't do it? Like is what is it, the real problem? Yes, yeah. exactly. So you have to get down to the nuts and bolts yeah. of what it is that's really causing the fear mm-hmm. and try to overcome that to determine whether it's a good fit for you or not. I think one of the biggest misconceptions about joining a team is that it's easy. Right. You don't have to, yeah, like you're just given stuff or that like everything's kind of taken care of and you just open doors. Exactly. And, and it's more than that. And your team leads, your rainmakers have expectations of what they want from you. They're not just going to keep handing. You've got to bring stuff to the table as well. Of course. I, don't, I don't know that a lot of people are aware of that, especially newer agents. And yeah. when that happens, they need to ask some questions around it before they join a team. Right. What are, their, what are the expectations of that rainmaker or that team for mm-hmm. that individual? Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes they get in there, they expect something different. Their splits are not attractive. Mm-hmm. And they think, well, I can do this on my own. Why am I doing that? Right. You maybe could. Yeah. Maybe not. So it just, it really just depends on the person as to what their needs are and yeah. who they're, who they are. Yeah. And I'm thinking too, like it just brought something to mind. It's like when you have a buyer consultation, you don't Mm -hmm. just start and show them a hundred houses. You ask a bunch of questions. And from that you die, you take the hundred and you go funnel, funnel, funnel until you're at like the top five. Exactly. Five don't work. The 95 aren't going to work. Exactly. So figuring out, but if you're like new, who do you ask? Like how you can't ask yourself because you don't know. Well, and that's the thing. And I think that social media um, has its place and mm-hmm. I think it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, I lean into it a lot and mm-hmm. I do a lot through social media and, and I get business through it and, and, and that kind of thing. So it's great. At the same time, it's funny because Kevin Hoover brought this up in his podcast um, that I listened to this morning. Mm-hmm. And we have a tendency to give prescription before diagnosis yeah. on social media. I, that's been going around today. <laughs> yeah. So somebody comes out there and they ask a question mm-hmm. and people immediately give their opinion. Mm-hmm. They immediately give their advice. They immediately tell somebody what they think they should do without asking enough questions around it to determine what that person actually needs. So if you're a brand new agent, right? Yeah. If you're a brand new agent, you're not wise in speaking to another brand new agent trying to mastermind through this. It's talking to seasoned agents talking in one, you know, 
Like you don't, you don't get married to the first person you go on a first date with. Hopefully not. (laughs) And it's possible. Yeah. I mean, you know, so if you want success, success breeds success. So surround yourself with the type of people that you feel like you want to be like. Yeah. Uh, One of the things that Gary Keller always said with Keller Williams is find the people, find five people that you most admire and you want to be like and be around them. Yeah. Ask them to lunch, do those things that um, other people are afraid to do. Do whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Because you'll learn from, you'll learn from them. So if you're new, you're a new agent and you're trying to figure out what to do, where to go, how to get there and all that kind of stuff watch the people around you who are successful and ask them. Hey everyone, I'm here with Mary Austin Darden. Hi, Mary Austin. Hi. Nice to meet you. And she serves Virginia and North Carolina with Berkshire Hathaway Home Services Town Realty. Is that right? That is correct. It's the biggest name ever. It is. So one of the reasons I wanted to bring you on is I really thought your comments would be helpful on if people are considering joining a team or not. So what are your thoughts on that? Well, I think I'll just start with, I did not have good experience, but I I see where things did not go well. Okay. Um, So I think the first thing that you have to think of before joining a team is why do you want to join a team? You know, are you looking for someone that can coordinate all the other transactions because you're really good at getting listings or you're really good with buyers and you don't want to deal with sellers at all. Mm-hmm. You know, what is your niche and what are you hoping to get out of the team? But what if you don't know? Like, what if you're new? Now, if you're a new agent, I think teaming up with someone's a very good idea. We have a mentor program here at Berkshire Hathaway and I mentored with one of our top agents for six months. Okay. And we talked about teaming up in a manner. And then we were very good friends also. We decided not to do that because we had similar skill sets. So it really wouldn't have been a good match because we would have just been duplicating efforts on top of each other. I really like um, that thought of like figuring out what you're good at and matching up with what you're not good at. Like my partner, Alan and I, we say together, we're like a whole person because to your exact point, we're like opposites sort of. Right, right, exactly. I never thought about that, but that's a really great point. And I will say doing it on a team of two is easier than a team of three. Why? When you have a team of three, you spend a lot of time talking to the wrong person probably. We're not talking people equally. There's always the third man's out kind of kind of feel that happens. So if you have a team of three, you really should just go ahead and have four (laughs) and have a person who is actually the lead of the group. What about like big, those big mega teams that we're seeing a lot of? Okay, so I've got a girlfriend who's with Berkshire Hathaway down in New Orleans, and she's part of one of those bigger teams. Her lead person purchases a huge number of leads every month. She parses them out to the different people based upon their skill set. Are they good with the million-dollar homes, or are they better with the $100,000 homes? Because, you know, those are very different clients. Right. And so she kind of parses them out, and then... 
they pay her, I think it's 30% of the deal. And they pay back to her. Okay. Uh, but her name goes on all of them. Mm-hmm. So she's uh, whatever her name is, team. Mm-hmm. And then these are individuals that are part of that team. And she probably has about 10 agents working this with her. So it's, it's a big did Big you ever group. consider joining like a big team like that? Or were you only considering like the smaller ones? I only considered a smaller one. And it was a situation where there was a brand new agent. Mm-hmm. There was myself who had been in for about three, four years at that point in time. Mm-hmm. And then there was a tenured agent mm-hmm. who needed support. Okay. And so that's how I kind of fell into it is what I did. And I, I think that was a mistake is just, I kind of fell into it. Instead of being like proactive about your needs and desires and what you were going to be getting. Exactly. And I felt like there was very little leadership. Like two of us were sitting there talking and we said, you know, what our million dollar goal was. Mm-hmm. And then our leader, come to find out six months later, said, well, that, that, that was a ridiculous number. Oh. And I was thinking, but, but if we had all done what I did last year, we would have hit that number. Yeah. So not everybody was on the same page from the very beginning. But I think that goes back to your original point is like really understanding why. Because if you can communicate your why, then you can be able to see more clearly what their why is to see if it's a good match. Exactly. Exactly. And just to let you know, they are still a team. The two of them are still a team and are doing very, very well. Yeah. I backed out of it, walked away from it because I, I could do it on my own. I wasn't getting my wife filled. About what you wanted and then you made right. a choice, which is common, right? Like we all make it's, wrong choices if we are don't know what we want. Exactly. We state what we're, what we want, you know? Exactly. So, and, and when you don't make those clear decisions up front, yeah. um, you feel used. Sure. You know? You feel like, well, I'm doing all this work and nobody, nobody else doesn't do anything. And then they get a third of the money. You, right. you kind of get a little bit of that going on. And that's not good for anybody. <laughs> that's not good for anybody to say the well, least. I think too, like if you're maybe aren't sure, like if you're considering joining a team and you're not really sure, like having somebody who's talk, talk to people who've been on teams or people mm-hmm. that consider being on teams and aren't on teams and try to really dial in and see if anything they say rings true. <laughs> Exactly. Understand. Those are great tips. I appreciate you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because the people who are on teams and they love teams, they do really well. Exactly. Because what they are good at, they're constantly doing rather than as an individual agent, you're doing everything. Right. Mm -hmm. That works for some people and it doesn't. And also things change. It could work for you now, maybe doesn't work in a year or two or 10 you know? Exactly. Exactly. Thank you so much, Mary Austin. I really appreciate it. Hey everyone. I'm here with Suzanne Prieto. Hi, Suzanne. Hi. And um, she is with Exit Realty. What's the full name? Exit Elite Realty. Exit Elite Realty out of Appleton, Wisconsin. And today she's going to be talking about whether a full-time or part-time agent is best. That was like a huge debate. We got like tons of people responding to that. So yeah, I'm definitely interested in hearing you expand on your comments about full or part-time agents. So what okay. 
So, so I think it's going to depend on what kind of agent you want to be, first of all. So it's kind of gray. Okay. Um, are you, I have, I have notes. So excuse me while I look away. So do you want a career in this or are you just wanting to make a little extra money and get out of the house and say you're a realtor? You know, I think if you are the second, then doing part-time might work for you. You do have to be super organized, I think, but you can, you don't, I mean, if you're working with family and friends and a few people, you know, here and there, you maybe don't have to be perfect. You don't have to know a whole lot of everything because you can tell them, Hey, I have to ask my broker, you know, and they'll be okay with it. If you're part-time, are you doing I don't know. Do you feel like you're doing any type of disservice to your clients? I think you could be. I think you could be wasting a little time because if you don't know, if you haven't had a lot of training, you have to call your broker. You have to wait for answers. Um, How are you supposed to negotiate, you know, an offer when you have to keep going back and forth and asking your broker if it's okay to say this or okay to say that? You know, I think that's definitely a disservice. There are times that people are successful and they're part-time. So to your point, it's like, it kind of depends on you. And what do you think, what do you think the character traits of a successful part-time person are? Well, I think they better be a pretty strict type A personality super organized and super driven. I mean, you have to not come home from work tired. You have to be ready to hit the ground running and start making calls if you're doing it after work. You know, you have to be able to juggle so many things. Yeah. And um, I think a lot of people can do that and do great at it. But I think your average person isn't quite that driven. So it might be a little tougher for them. Yeah, I guess it would depend on like why they were getting into the business, what else they had going on. Like, yeah, if they're, I think we're operating under the assumption that they're working like a full-time job, but maybe, I mean, maybe they're not, maybe, I don't know. I know a lot of agents that are like part-time, it's because they are full-time like stay-at-home moms or stay-at-home dads or something like that. So Mm -hmm. did you start off as a full-time agent right away? No, in fact, I'm still part time. Okay. <laughs> um, so I am hoping to go full time January first. Mm-hmm. I I have a full time career. Um, I'm a property manager. I know we kind of talked about that. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm pretty busy, and things come up, and sometimes it is hard to do real estate and this because I have to be at the property or I get called to the property when I have other plans or so how stay organized like what is your schedule how do you how do you plan on going from part-time to full-time so I of course I'm going to be time blocking I get a lot done in the morning Mm -hmm. um so morning is my thing so I plan on not hopefully not getting lazy when I'm not working. Um, (laughs) I'm still going to get up. And if I'm working from home, I'm still going to be dressed and ready to go and working, sitting at my desk, doing my work. I'm going to eat that frog first thing in the morning, start making the calls, 
just follow my lists. I always have lists of everything that I have to do and I want to get my to-do list done every day. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it'll be good because I can focus on a lot more training that I want to go to a lot more networking events. Um, I miss a lot of training and events that I would like to go to. So I think for me being full-time is going to be, you know, a lot more lucrative and a so lot looking back on your company and I mean how long have you been part-time for just over a year for a year so look yeah. back on your journey would you do would you do this the same way or would you do it something something different like would you ever consider diving right in I would um <laughs> I think now I would it, it would have just had to have been a matter of being prepared for it you know financially and letting go of that fear of like, oh, what if I fail? <laughs> you know, what if I don't do well? And then I have to go back into the workforce. That is what a do huge you, fear. What are you prepared financially? How, like, how many months of, like, what are you thinking? How do you define that? I would like to have like six months of income set aside. My husband works, okay. but I still like to contribute. I have a certain lifestyle I like and you know, just being dirt poor <laughs> would be hard for me. So that was a lot of my motivation to still work part-time sure. or work full-time and full-time. do real estate. Part-time. So if you were starting over, let's say it's like, we can rewind to a year ago. Would okay. you have looked at yourself and gotten your six months of expenses and stuff stored away and then started in full-time? Or would you have done it, like gotten your license still? Like, how would you have done it differently or the same? I probably would have, I would have jumped right in. I would have had my, my income set aside. I would be ready to go. I think I would now, now looking back, I'd know more of what to expect. Yeah. Um, and how much is needed, how much time is actually needed. I, I didn't grow up here Um, And I've been in Appleton for five years. So I'm still, you know, meeting people. I don't know everybody. I don't know a whole lot of people. So it takes a lot of time. So now looking back, jumping in, I think I would have gotten more done faster. I I agree with that. I think it takes a lot more time than you think it should. Yes. Yeah. To like what you're saying. I mean, I did the same thing, like building my network. Cause even though I was like back in my hometown, I had been gone for my adult life. Like I was only in my hometown when I was little and going to school. And then I went right. to college and was gone for like 10 years and then came back and I was like, Oh crap, I don't know anybody. You right. know, <laughs> like I know the yeah. city a little, but like I left before I was driving and you know what I mean? So yeah, mm-hmm. I take a while to build uh the rapport your sphere things like that right but I know people have a concern if they are gonna jump right in they do have a financial concern I know for me it's like when my back's against the wall like I make it happen you know so like sometimes that safety net makes me I want to stay complacent I don't know if that's the right word but it makes me more cautious and sometimes it takes bold action yes yeah and I do feel like if I would have jumped in 
it would have happened because it would have had to have happened. Right. right? So yeah, like the universe will fill that in, you know, it'll, <laughs> it'll take care of itself kind of thing. Exactly. There's like an, a certain intensity that you have with like, there's only, only working is like, it has to work. And that is like the only option. And it's not like you can go back into the workforce or you have a full-time job to count on yourself. Like it's happening, like regardless, you know? Awesome. Well, I really appreciate it, Suzanne. Thank you for sharing. And it's, um, I know you'll do great when you launch into full-time. Thank you. All right. Have a good rest of the day. Thanks. You too. Hey, everyone. I am here with Amber Lesperance. Hi, Amber. Hey. Hey. And she's with JP and Associates out of Jacksonville, Florida. So the reason I wanted to bring Amber on was because she had some great thoughts if you're trying to decide should you join a team or not. Amber, do you mind sharing those? Sure. So I was a single agent or solo agent for like my first year. Okay. And I was approached by uh, another agent. Mm-hmm. She's probably going to watch this. Hopefully you know who you are. And she had a team that she was just starting and they had, um, they had a business model that really attracted me. Like and than the others. Yeah. A lot different, a lot different. Okay. And it was, it's, it was really neat because the team provided the leads, but it wasn't like I was underneath a like a team lead or you know the team owner or whatever like I was still individual and that's what I liked about it is it wasn't like somebody else was getting credit for my sales it was just me okay and I mean I did have to pay a split on it but you know it did all of that um, I did it for about a year and a half and it just made a lot of connections mainly just having you know I would get listing like leads leads yes <laughs> and from from the team and then you know I'd put a sign in the yard and all of a sudden I have buyer leads too. So that opened a lot of doors for me and sounds like a good way to build your business. Yep, it was. Yeah. And then I'm not on the team anymore, but you know all of a sudden all these buyers that I'd been contact, you know I wrote down every single buyer who called me. Yeah. And I went through every text message and I mean it I have them all in my CRM now. So, you know, I'm going back through, checking in on them, and now now I'm their girl. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) So did you, I know that, like, when I talk with a lot of agents, they kind of, like, figure out the numbers, and they say, I need, like, this many people in my sphere, and then I just work that, and that's enough. Mm -hmm. Is that kind of what you were thinking? Is that why you're off, or? So in that business model, that's a whole nother podcast here. (laughs) In that in that business model, it was a lot of investment properties. So I, you know, so I was able to make connections with them. Mm -hmm. And then, then I went to my new brokerage now who has a totally, I mean, just a normal business model. And so I had, I had to step it up, you know, because of, you know, it doesn't financially make sense for me to close a $30,000 house anymore. Right. Before it was all about quantity. Mm-hmm. And now it's all about quantity. It's more about the volume than the amount of sales. But yeah, I did at the beginning of the year, every year I do my goals mm-hmm. and I say how much money I want to make. And then I work backwards. Yeah. And, you know, last year I was able to achieve that 
and this year probably going to achieve it too. So nice. That's awesome. So is your recommendation, like, what is your recommendation then for agents if they're trying to think about, should they join a team or not? Um, for me, it was the difference between me having to abandon my real estate career Hmm. and being able to actually make it. (laughs) Yeah. It was, I mean, I, I live in Jacksonville, Florida and I'm not a native here, but I've been here quite a while, but Mm -hmm. I don't have those like connections from back in the day, you know, all that. So I've, I, um, it, it was a good idea for me again, you know, like it just opened up a bunch of doors and now I just call my call list and in my CRM and Hey, just check in. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) And a lot of them have turned into, um, Oh no, but my cousin is, you know, her, her daughter's getting, you know, ready to buy a house. So it's, it's a lot of that. Well, yeah. Investor buyers do also like buy houses for themselves or family members buy houses. You know, it's not all just investment. Right. Yeah. And some of them have turned into um, multiple opportunities where um, like the investors, especially, you know, they want to buy one, flip it, buy another one, flip it. And then as their business grows, mine grows. So I really appreciate the ones that, you know, basically they, they trust me to take care of it. Yeah. That's awesome. Cool. Well, thanks a lot, Amber. That's really helpful. Yeah, no problem. No problem. Have a good one. Thank you. You too. Hey, everyone. I'm here with Felix Hung. Hi, Felix. Hi. Good morning. Morning. And Felix is a real estate coach with Reagile. Reagile? Is that right? Uh, Reagile, yes. Reagile. Great. Yes. Um, And one of the reasons why I wanted to bring Felix on to talk to you was because he had some great comments and thoughts around join a team or not. So, Felix, will you share your thoughts? Well, I think um, it really depends on on whether the agent should join a team or not. There's a lot of factors when when you want to decide whether you want to join a team. And I think it's it's what kind of training are they going to provide? What kind of support are they going to provide? Are they going to provide leads? So you have, in most cases, teams that are formed for one of two reasons. One, because they, they have a team leader that is uh, a good trainer and mm-hmm. a good mentor. And then the other one I normally see is that they have excess leads. So they have a good system where they can produce leads and generate leads. And I also see a third category, which is neither of the two. (laughs) Uh, Right. You ever see both? (laughs) Rarely, but yes, yes. You know, you you see both, but, but, but normally they fall into one of those two first two categories and then hopefully they don't fall into the third. Yeah. Uh, but it also depends on the brand that you're with, what they're providing as uh, training and support and, and leads. Okay. Yeah. So, so it really depends. But, you know, I, I just don't like making blanket statements about it because uh, I, I used to run large offices for two of the, the top 20 independent brokerages in the United States. And um, what I found was people form teams for the wrong reasons. People join teams for the wrong reasons. Um, but then I also saw people thrive on teams. So what I would say is it's it's got to be a really good fit between the person that, that wants to join the team and then also the team leader. And I think you need to start with, does a team leader really want to do it to support agents and also make a supplemental income? Or are they a slave driver that's just trying to make an override off of you? Right. Is there like, if I was a new agent, I I think like you don't really know what you don't know and you don't really know what you want and you don't really know the reality. 
So like, what would be a couple of questions you would suggest that either they ask themselves or, or that they would ask the team leader before deciding to join or not? I, I, I get a lot of friends that approach me that ask me the same question. So I normally will ask my friend, well, why, why do you feel like you, you want to join a team? So what benefits do you feel like you're going to get out of this? And have you even talked to the team leader about these as, as, as far as what you're going to get out of it? Right. Expectations. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but a lot of them have uh, a mixed view. Uh, they, they think that a lot of teams are created equal. They think that just because they're a top producer, they're a good trainer. Right. So a lot of misconceptions about, about or that when they say they're going to be provided leads, they, they also, being, being newer in the business, they don't really understand what a lead is. So they think it's a client. <laughs> uh, right. <laughs> I think too, you kind of bring up a good point or it made me think about something like they just, if they can figure out what they think that they want and then maybe even create something for themselves where they look back and 30, 60, 90 days and say, is that still what I want? Do I, do I have a different understanding of what that is now? And then create sort of like an exit or a, I don't know what that would be, just like a checkup on what they thought versus what they're getting and what they're giving. Well, one thing I used to do when I was a manager, whether it was vetting a team out or, or vetting an office out, I would tell people that I was recruiting. I would tell them, well, Jennifer, um, I think that you should call my roster randomly. And I think people should do that when they're interviewing a team leader. Also, they should look up the team yeah, and they should PM people, DM people. They should call them and they should ask them their experience because after the excitement works off in two or three months, like what are you actually getting? What are you actually getting as far as office support? What are you actually getting as far as mentorship and advice? Mm-hmm. Awesome. That's a really good idea. And that's, you know, a great tip for people. Even if you do know what to ask. Like if, even if you are an agent that's been in the market, you know, been on your own for 10 years and you just feel like you're tired of doing it all yourself, you know, and you just want to join a team or whatever it is. So cool. Yeah. Because they're, they're always going to tell you the best case scenario. And I, I get that, but <laughs> sure. <laughs> what, what about on an off day? Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. What about, what, what's, sure what's, what's the normal baseline? <laughs> Make sure yeah, you totally. it's like raining and snowing and like, <laughs> All in bad. In the afternoon when they have to pick up their kids. Right. Exactly. All right. Well, I really appreciate you coming on. I know you're about to teach a class. So um, we will provide the link if anybody wants to reach out to Felix and see what kind of coaching programs um, he offers. And thank you, Felix. Great. Thanks for having me on. Have a good one. Bye, Jennifer. We hope you enjoyed diving deeper into this week's topic with our real estate heavyweights. If you're interested in becoming a featured heavyweight, please reach out through our Toe to Toe podcast Facebook page.